TubeCityOnline.com, this is Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a weekly series of interviews with people making news around the McKeesport area. Produced by Tube City Community Media Incorporated, a nonprofit corporation. I'm Jason Toger, the executive director. On this show, we talk one-on-one with elected officials, community leaders, and others who are trying to make a difference in the Monoc area. And we also take your questions and comments on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online. And good morning and welcome once again to Radio 81 WEDO. 1550 WZUM, the heart and soul of Pittsburgh. WMCK.FM on the internet, the new sound of the Mon Valley, and TubeCityOnline.com. Lou Ethel Nesbitt has been a community volunteer and activist uh, in the city of McKeesport. We're going to ask her about that for, for many, many years now. She is also the director of the Steel Valley Weatherization Program, which is part of Action Housing. We're going to ask, ask her about Action Housing, and actually we've got Larry Swanson from Action housing this morning too but uh, Lou Ethel is also the newest member of the McKeesport City Council good morning Lou Ethel good morning and good morning Mr. Swanson good morning let's let me ask you first uh, Lou Ethel a, a little bit about yourself um, since you were in the news uh, this past week or so um, you are you born and raised in McKeesport um, I was not born in McKeesport I was born in Uniontown Alabama but I was raised in McKeesport we moved here when I was four years old Okay, so uh, you, I, I, I've known you through the uh, McKeesport branch, the NAACP. You were at one time first vice president? Yes. Okay, and, and I believe you were also involved in the, the uh, housing authority and the municipal authority? Yes. Um, but now you've been asked to, to step into this city council role. That's a, that's a new, uh, uh, I, I don't want to dwell on anything negative, but you're stepping into after um, Corey Sanders was uh, not able to, to take that seat. Um, do you feel any kind of, like, pressure to, I mean, it would make me uncomfortable personally. Um, I don't feel any pressure because I haven't changed. I'm yeah. still the same person. I've been in the community, um, as I said, worked in the community for over 30-something years. Uh, most residents of McKeesport know me. Um, I know Corey Sanders. Yeah. And, and I know most residents. Corey and I have a relationship. We've always had one. It won't change. I respect him a great deal. I admire what he's done. I admire that he felt like he had to um, take it as far as he could take it, yeah. understood it, and so he can feel good that he did everything he can. I don't think this is the end of his career. I think it's the beginning. I think he made new friends, new connections, um, and he's young and yeah. he still has that fire and dedication. And I think it'll it'll serve him well. I've been talking with uh, some people who do um, recovery programs, for instance, people recovering from drug and alcohol, people recovering from violence. And um, one of the things that they have talked to me about is, you know, you, you get these three strikes sentencing laws and you maybe done, did something as a, as a stupid kid um, 20 years ago or 30 years ago. And then it just kind of stays there forever. And, and unfortunately, that seems like what uh, Mr. Sanders was caught up in. Yes. Something that was forgotten about and, and unfortunately just still lingers there. Well, and, um, and Larry, feel free to jump in because Larry is a, is a community activist in his area and he's been with nonprofits for many years. And, and I often tease him about being the dedicated, you know, back in the 60s uh, kind of person and he carries it through. So he'll understand too is that I feel everyone deserves a second chance. Mm-hmm. And, and if all of us deserve it, and, and, and we need to work towards um, maybe changing laws so people do get second chance. Yeah. Um, that, that is what we need to do. Yeah, I, I agree with Lou. And actually, uh, our, our broader work at Action Housing, uh, we do a lot of work with uh, young people at risk. 
um, uh, who have had trouble in their lives. And we're also doing a lot of work with veterans um, who have served their country, who um, where reentry isn't as smooth as many people would think. Many of them get in trouble, make mistakes. Um, we, we've created, uh, in the past, we've created barriers to people getting reengaged in healthy society activities. And I think we're in the process uh, of trying to make changes there. Uh, we need to do that. We need to create opportunities so people, after um, they have served their time, can re-enter and become productive members of our society. That's where we need to be. Yeah, because you have something that, that, you know, at the time might have been very minor, but then it sort of becomes like a life sentence because you get out and then you got to go apply for a job. And what's that first question they ask you? Have you ever been convicted of a felony? And it's like you fell at the first jump. And you don't want to send people back to that kind of life. Mm -hmm. When you don't give them second chances, there's a, there's a possibility that may happen. When people have served, and people in general may not be aware of this, when people have been in uh, confinement, uh, when they come out, typically uh, they can't get a driver's license. Yeah. Uh, they can't get a job, and they can't f uh, find a place to live because no one will rent to them. So all of us have to think about, if that's where, what I was faced with, how would I uh, survive that experience for a couple of years? And, and, and quite honestly, it's just too challenging. Uh, to ask people to do that, because we, what we want them to do is stabilize. We want them to get jobs. We want them to be productive, and we want them to stay out of trouble. Well, let's talk a little bit about Action Housing. Uh, you are the executive director of Action Housing, and, and it seems like Action Housing is some one of those things that I have seen around the community my entire life, but um, I, I, maybe I and a lot of other people don't have a real clear idea of, of what it is they do, and, and you're involved in a lot of different things. Tell us a little bit about the history of Action Housing. Yeah, Action actually was founded in 1957. The reason you've seen it your whole life is because we've been around. Around my whole life. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was, we were part of the original, the formation was part of the original Pittsburgh Renaissance. We were founded by uh, then Mayor David Lawrence, a Democrat, and Richard King Mellon, the Republican uh, civic and financier. Uh, our mission then and now is to improve housing in neighborhoods. And uh, so we do a lot of different things. One of the important things we do is we do uh, about $4 million worth of weatherization work each year in the city in Allegheny County. And actually, uh, Lou and I have worked together for years. She ran the uh, once independent Still Valley mm -hmm. uh, program. She now runs it as part of our umbrella. That happened because of the way the, the, the state and federal funding changed and and all that, but Lou and I have been working together uh, on mutual interest for a long time. Uh, we do weatherization. We help people avoid mortgage foreclosure. We do a lot of programs, and then we develop, own, and operate real estate. In McKeesport, uh, we took the uh, downtown Y that was headed to be closed, and uh, with everybody's help, uh, and by the way, uh, the mayor and uh, and uh, Senator Brewster and others were all strong supporters, and we were able to completely renovate uh, the downtown Y. Lou was involved in this as well. And uh, today it's uh, got about an $8 million uh, improvement to the building, uh, and it continues to operate. And, and we, uh, in fact, uh, converted it to a property that pays taxes, real estate yeah. taxes, at a very modest level. That's all we can afford, but we're a tax-paying entity. That's the kind of work we do. Uh, throughout uh, 
the Mourn Valley and actually throughout the city and the county. How do people get in touch with you? Well, they they can call. We have several sites. We have uh, we operate out of Washington Green County. Okay. Um, Allegheny County, Pittsburgh. Um, the main number is uh, they can contact us there. Uh, would you like me to give you that? Yes, please. For for the number for people who are listening to us in, in McKeesport or Braddock or, or Homestead, what's okay, the number? For, for the Mon Valley area, which I operate, uh, is 412-678-8622, extension 124. I, I, it strikes me that with um, – we'll give that number out again uh, in, in just a little while. Uh, it, it strikes me that with, with all the uh, real estate stuff that went on a, a couple of years ago, 2008, 2009, that that mortgage foreclosure stuff really came to the forefront. That must have been a very busy time for Action Housing. Yeah, actually it was. Uh, the number of foreclosures in Allegheny County uh, went from about 1,200 a year to well over 4,000. People headed for Wow. Okay. And actually, uh, this part of the country, as you probably know, was less impacted the, uh, than most of the rest of the country um, for a variety of reasons. Um, but um, what we did there is we and our partners, and we work with other counseling agencies and, and legal services, we created, um, along with the uh, Court of Common Pleas, a, a, a special court process that people facing foreclosure could go and have a hearing that was convened by a judge with their servicer. We did a lot of different things. We probably um, um, uh, worked on about, during the, uh, the recession, we probably worked on uh, 4,000 cases, um, some of which we were able to uh, get them restored to uh, full compliance, some of which went into uh, mortgage modification programs mm-hmm. to lender. Some of which, quite honestly, um, were no longer economically feasible, and we helped people exit without going through um, a traumatic experience. We get them to deed it so the lender doesn't foreclose. It helps them. It helps the lender. It helps the community. So we we work on all three uh, possible solutions to the problem. Trying to bring them in for a soft landing a little bit. That's right. The yeah. worst thing that can happen is that people are served notice and are forcibly evicted from their long-term homes. It's bad for them. It's bad for the community. Nobody wants to see that happening in their neighborhood. bad for the lender. It's it bad for them a lot of money, and it ends up in a bad situation. Right? Let, let's take a quick break right there and uh, come back to that topic. Also, when I get into this sort of this idea of weatherization, um, because I th- that seems to me with the older housing stock that we have in Allegheny County, and particularly in the Mon Valley, that seems to me that a, a need that doesn't go away with gas prices continuing to go up and electric prices continuing to go up. We're talking with Lou Ethel Nesbitt. She is the director of the Mon Valley uh, Office of the Weatherization program for Action Housing. She's also McKeesport's newest city councilor. And Larry Swanson, who is the executive director of Action Housing. Take a 60-second break there. You're listening to Radio 81 WEDO 1550 WZUM, Internet Radio WMCK.FM, and TubeCityOnline.com. Stay tuned. We'll be back in 60 seconds. Support for this broadcast comes in part from the McKeesport Hospital Foundation. Since 1976, the foundation has addressed key concerns that affect our good health, as well as our education, social needs, recreation, safety, and security. The Foundation partners with UPMC McKeesport and other agencies to eliminate barriers to all services for all residents of the Mon Valley. Visit mckhospitalfoundation.com or call 412-664-2590. 
You're listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a production of Tube City Community Media Incorporated. You know, we're looking for help in getting this show on the air and for help with other projects. If you're interested in the McKeesport area and you'd like to host a program or write articles for the website, call us at 412-614-9659 or email tubecitytiger at gmail.com. Our guests this morning are Lou Ethel Nesbitt and Larry Swanson of Action Housing. We're talking about Action Housing, the programs that they offer in Allegheny County and, as we have learned, in Washington and Greene County as well. Uh, but we also wanted to talk to Lou Ethel because she's involved in a whole lot of things, and her life just got busier uh, after she was appointed to McKeesport City Council. And we're going to ask her a little bit more uh, about some of the work that she has been doing in the community. When we took the break, we were just getting into, uh, Larry, you were talking about the mortgage uh, and, and trying to prevent people from being foreclosed on. Um, one thing that I've heard, and I just want to digress for just a second, was that the, the federal government, I believe, created this sort of mortgage modification program. But my understanding was some people had a hard time accessing that. Was that your experience as well? Absolutely. Uh, this mortgage crisis, uh, unlike one in the 80s where – uh, and that's how we first got involved when iron and steel industry finally um, uh, lost. We lost so many jobs. Uh, in, those, in that instance, uh, most of the origination, most of the mortgages were held and serviced locally. Yep. So we were working with Pittsburgh-based, in some case nationally-based uh, lenders who had presence in Pittsburgh, and we were able to work directly with the uh, the, uh, the uh, workout officers. In yeah. this case, in this case, as you well know. Most of the stuff that was originated was uh, serviced nationally uh, uh, by a variety of lenders who were completely overwhelmed and not staffed up to deal with the issues of mortgage servicing. That unfolded nationally. So, um, oh, there are hor- the stories from Florida, for instance, uh, or there's some horror stories down there of, of people being caught in these catch-22s where um, – they think their mortgage is okay, and then it's been sliced and diced and sold to other lenders, and um, the lender that originated it is no longer the one that's servicing it, and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, in many cases, they were uh, the servicing packages were sold multiple times, as, as there was a collapse in the mm-hmm. servicing industry. But basically, servicers never anticipated the volume of work they would have to do, and then they didn't have the staff to do it. So, um, in many cases, uh, that became the problem. That's why. Um, and it wasn't just us. It was actually uh, Judge James from the Court of Common Pleas, a lot of community advocates, and us helped put together a program where um, if, as part of the notice of foreclosure, they were also given a notice if they wanted a, uh, an opportunity to arbitrate with their lender. If they respond to that, then there would be a hearing. These were, these were large-scale hearings, not just one hearing at a time. The judges were there. They would insist that a representative of the bank servicer show up, sit down with the uh, the borrower and their uh, some uh, nonprofit counselor. So there's a way to make sure that people's issues were dealt with, and that was a very effective process. Uh, Allegheny County, the Court of Common Pleas, probably had more than 3,000 of those uh, arbitration meetings. Um, many of them resulted in workable plans. Um, the real issue there was not being able to get the 
the lender to the table, and that's how they are able to solve it. A similar process went on in, in Philadelphia as well, by the way. As, as, as a kid growing up and when the steel mills were starting to close down, um, you know, we, we saw neighborhoods where people just sort of walked away from their houses. They got, got behind on their mortgage payments, and they just moved. They just left. They And, you know, towns like McKeesport, Clareton, Duquesne, Braddock, Homestead are still dealing with uh, some of that fallout of, of houses that were just abandoned. And that does, I guess, nobody any good. It doesn't do the neighborhood any good. doesn't do the, the bank any good. Uh, that's absolutely true, and, and um, um, the, that's really what motivated us. We, we, Action had been running neighborhood improvement programs in many of those communities. Working with Allegheny County, we had done uh, home improvement loans that we were familiar with. That, and then when that happened, we saw uh, large-scale impact. It wasn't just the borrowers. That was tough enough. It was whole neighborhoods that were being impacted. And actually, um, this was the impetus uh, in Allegheny County, particularly in the Mon Valley. The Mon Valley Unemployed Co- Committee was a major driver in this program. This was the impetus for the state to create a program. The state of Pennsylvania has the only large-scale program. They have done close to $500 million worth of mortgage assistance loans over the last 25 years, and they have an 85% repayment rate on that. So it's a significant activity across the state. It all started in the Mon Valley uh, because community activists um, decided we could do better than just uh, having all this abandonment. That said, Mon Valley continues to have a surplus housing market. Yeah. And on the other hand, uh, you, as you well know, things have been heating up in the eastern part of the city of Pittsburgh and in Pittsburgh in general. And at least for the first time in my career, I see the opportunity uh, for that surplus market to be turned to advantage to, the, to towns like McKeesport and Duquesne and Homestead. These are very high-quality communities um, who uh, have a lot to offer, both on a community basis. Uh, the neighborhoods are strong, community-based neighborhoods. They need an economic advantage in order to be restored. Let's switch gears a little bit because that's that's a topic for another time, and, and I would like to pick your brain on that uh, someday soon. We're talking with Larry Swanson from Action Housing and also talking to Lou Ethel Nesbitt. And, uh, Lou Ethel, I want to talk to you right now about weatherization. That's something that you've been involved with for a long time, and that's a very – a uh, big fancy word, but I feel like it's very down to earth and, and sensible in reality. Yes, it is. So, what is wet weatherization, and how long have you been working on it? I've been working with weatherization in one way or another for over thirty something years. Um, and weatherization, what it is, is the measures that we do are designed to increase energy efficiency in homes by reducing the energy usage. Now, these these measures, some of them are. Um, insulation of attics, crawl spaces, sidewalls, weather stripping doors, replacing broken glass, um, uh, retrofitting their heat systems or replacing them. Um, and these will all lower their energy usage while still keeping the, uh, the client comfortable in their home. We, we have a lot of older houses, as Mr. Swanson was saying, and, and some of those houses probably are not real well insulated, especially like the wooden frame ones. Right, or not insulated at all. At all. At all, and so as a result, uh, there the the heat is going right out of the windows, out of through the walls, and whatnot. So what we what we do is go in and provide the insulation to to reduce it. And what, the combination, the insulation, 
and the heat, uh, retrofitting the heat system is the biggest bang for your buck. That that reduces uh, their their uh, energy usage considerably. What's this cost to the homeowner? None. There is no cost to them whatsoever. It is for lower limited income individuals who meet the two hundred percent poverty guidelines. Okay, so you you can live in your own home. You you have to be at two hundred percent of the poverty guidelines. So there is an income requirement. Yes. But um, you, you don't you don't have to be destitute, in other words. Oh, no, not at all. And you can be renters or homeowners. Oh, is that right? Yes, you can. Can can a can a landlord access this as well, or just the tenant? No, just the tenant. Okay. Yes, just the tenant. So give us that number again to to get in touch with you. Okay, it's four one two. Six seven eight eight six two two extension one two four for Mon Valley area and for Pittsburgh it's four one two two eight one two one zero two. Who performs the work? I mean, what happens first of all? I call you and I say, look, I have an older house and um, my gas bill keeps going up or my electric bill keeps going up, and or it's drafty. People are uncomfortable. What happens next then? Okay, we uh, take their name, address, and telephone number, mail them out an application. They complete it with all and provide us with the information that we require and that we are, are required by the state, and then we approve them. At that point, we send an auditor or an inspector, whichever you choose to call them, and they go out and will make the diagnosis of what's to be done on the house. So they'll look at the windows, they'll look at the insulation, they'll look in the crawl space. They'll look at everything. Plus, we have equipment that will tell you know, it's very high-tech now. Yeah. Our, our people have to be trained. Nobody is going into the house that doesn't have training. There's quite a bit of, of that required. We send them to school. The, the, our inspectors, our contractors have to go to school. Um, so once the inspector makes the call and writes a prescription for what's to be done, then we notify the contractor. The contractors go out, and they do the work. Uh, then once the contractor does the work, our inspector goes out and checks it again. Then we have a quality control person that checks everyone's work. <laughs> yeah, sure. And, and approves it. How, how many houses do you do a year, roughly? I mean, I'm sure it changes. from. But... Um, I'm making a ballpark anywhere from 800 to 1,000. Larry, is it a better number than that? Well, we do about 800. Uh, there's actually two programs, which Lou will talk about. There's a crisis, no heat, uh, dangerous heat program. We do about 800 of those a year. And then we do another four or 500 of uh, the weatherization, uh, regular weatherization jobs. So, Lou, I think we're probably around 1,300 jobs a year. Right. Okay. Let's take a quick break. I want to ask you a little bit more of that. Uh, we are uh, pushing the clock here a little bit. We're talking with Lou Ethel Nesbitt and Larry Swanson, both from Action Housing. Lou Ethel is also McKeesport's newest city councilor. You can reach Action Housing on the Internet at actionhousing.org. You can also call the Mon Valley office at 412-678-8622. And Ms. Nesbitt's extension is 124. You're listening to Radio 81 WEDO, 1550 WZUM, the heart and soul of Pittsburgh, WMCK.FM, Internet Radio, and TubeCityOnline.com. We'll be back in 60 seconds to wrap up. 
Support for this broadcast comes in part from the McKeesport Hospital Foundation, celebrating 36 years of supporting community health programs and services for you and your family. The foundation works with UPMC McKeesport as well as through the Mon River Fleet Partnerships in Braddock, Clareton, Duquesne, and McKeesport. If you would like to make a donation to the McKeesport Hospital Foundation or find out more about it, visit mckhospitalfoundation.com or call 412-664-2590. You're listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a production of Tube City Community Media Incorporated. If you've got an idea for someone who you'd like us to interview or a question or comment, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online. And we're back here for a final few minutes. Our guests this morning are Lou Ethel Nesbitt and Larry Swanson of Action Housing. Uh, we're talking about Action Housing, but we're also talking about Lou Ethel was just appointed to McKeesport City Council. Uh, she'll be serving a, a four-year filling in for someone who was not able to serve, uh, Corey Sanders. Um, Lou, Lou Ethel, uh, off the air, uh, Larry was calling you Miss McKeesport. Why, why is that? Because you have been involved in a lot of different activities for a long time. Yes. Um, because... Uh my children, I love my children dearly. But when you love your children, you have to love all their children. Everybody is connected and affected. And so I can't just look out for mine without looking out for others. And I've always felt like um, I've been the neighborhood house where the kids come and uh, play or whatever ever since my kids were growing up. And they've grown up now, thank God. But my point is I, I care about people. Um, that's how I was raised, and, and I've been involved in the community because you, you can't be blessed and not share it. You cannot just take for granted all the things you have and not want to share it with other folks. And that's, that's how I've always felt. Um, uh, as I said, I was born down south in Alabama, and, and there's such a family feeling down there, and it carries over, and it, it's always been part of me. So I was involved in the the Keysport Area School District, um, I actually graduated as a teacher, and I worked in McKeesport for a while, and I worked for their autonomous education program. So I've been involved with the school district, and as such, met friends and, and talked to people, and they've invited me to sit on different committees because they knew me, and, and I enjoy working with people. I enjoy trying to help other folks in any way I can. It's just like I'm bringing it back to Action Housing. So when people <laughs> And I'm bringing it back because I say when people call for weatherization, and if we can't help in weatherization, it's our mission to direct them to other programs that can help them. So I don't just tell them this is what weatherization does. If I know of other programs like senior adults and elegant health, I try to give them a broad feel of all the things that can help them. I never try to just hang up if, if we can't provide a service. I listed a couple of the different things that you have been involved with, and I probably have missed some. I, I know you're active in the McKeesport branch of the NAACP. Um, I, I believe I mentioned you're in the Housing Authority. I think you still are. Yes, I am. And, and as well, you're involved with the Municipal Authority. Right. Have I missed uh, any uh, any other groups? Um, over the years, uh, there are too numerous to mention. Okay. And, and I wouldn't want to bore anybody uh, <laughs> listening to it. Um, in church, you know, I'm involved heavily in my church and church activities. Which uh, which church do you attend? Zion Baptist Church. Okay, okay. You know, and and what what she does is what she just said. She takes care of people every day. I've known Lou a long time. She's been the same person for thirty years, taking care of everybody who comes her way. That's 
That's her other role in Mickey Sports. I try. <laughs> that's a pretty good. Uh, that's a pretty good endorsement, and it's probably a, a a good place for us to wrap things up this morning. Our guests this morning uh, have been Larry Swanson, Executive Director of Action Housing in Pittsburgh, and Lou Ethel Nesbitt, who is McKee Sports' newest City Councilor. She is also. I, I'm. I feel like I'm mangling your title, Miss Nesbitt. Is it weatherization? Mon Valley Director of Weatherization, or it's program uh, weatherization program manager for. Uh, Mon Valley area because we have the four sites. Okay, and you you at one time you were executive director of the old Steel Valley yes. OIC. Yes, I was. Okay, okay. Uh, if you want information about the programs that Action Housing provides, or if you need weatherization services at your home, you can give them a call at four one two six seven eight. 8622, extension 124 is Lou Ethel Nesbitt. Uh, you can also call the main number in Pittsburgh if you're outside the Mon Valley area, 412-281-2102. And you can get more information at actionhousing.org. Thank you both for taking some time to talk this morning. Thank you thank for you. inviting us. And thank you all for listening to Radio 81 WEDO, 1550 WZUM, WMCK.FM, and TubeCityOnline.com. So long for now. You've been listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, copyright 2015, Tube City Community Media Incorporated. Opinions expressed on this program are not those of Tube City Community Media Incorporated, WEDO Radio, 810 Incorporated, or those of AM Guys LLC, WZUM 1550. Listener support makes this program possible. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible contribution or find out how you can underwrite this program, please visit our website at TubeCityOnline.com and click on the donate link. You can also get a free subscription to this program and other podcasts at our website using Apple's iTunes or Stitcher.com. If you've got a question or comment, we hope you'll write to us. Our address is Tube City Community Media Incorporated, P.O. Box 94, the Keysport, PA 15134. You can email us at TubeCityTiger at gmail.com or call us at area code 412-614-9659. And you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online. Thank you.